0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I have a very special interview to share with you today. It is my interview uh, with Anita Roddick. Now, Anita Roddick, crusading entrepreneur who used the Body Shop chain of cosmetic stores she founded to promote causes like ending animal testing, supporting the environment, and much more. She passed away last year, and I wanted to honor her as we step out into the world of changing the way we live, of greening the planet, and much more. And so today, I'm sharing with you a very special conversation that I had with her a year ago. I want to thank her for her immense contribution to awareness and activities which enable all of us to know more about the planet and do more about the planet. Anita did more than run a successful ethical business. She was a pioneer of the whole concept of ethical and green consumerism. Enjoy my conversation with Anita Roddick. to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Good morning, everyone. And, and, you know, My friends that are on the East Coast, and I know that they're listening today uh, and across the country and all over the world, it may not be morning. Uh, you know, thank you all for listening, listening, listening to this show. You are the most precious listening audience anywhere. And we are so thrilled that we can bring this show to you each and every uh, day. And we are very, very grateful for our sponsors. And uh, now today we have a very, very special show. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit about this. Those of you that received the release on this, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the amazing Anita Roddick, founder of The Body Shop, one of my favorite places. But more than that, what some of you may not know is a social activist, entrepreneur, editor, publisher and she is here today to talk about many things but she is in the united states introducing her two new books one of them is called uh, troubled water and uh, boy i read this book this weekend and i was just appalled i i I've, we're going to talk about it in a little bit more and i'm going to read some uh, excerpts from it and then the other thing is a book called numbers they're mind-boggling numbers and we'll talk more about that um and actually read some of these to you. Uh for example, you know, uh some of the things we absolutely don't know about and we don't talk about are, you know, what really goes on in the world. And in order for us to do that, we need to be educated and informed. And that's what the show is about. That's what I talk about. That's why we bring people on so that you can make informed decisions. Let me read this quote from Anita. Part of being effective at Anything is being well-informed. I'm going to read that again. If you didn't hear it, here's the story. Part of being effective at anything is being well-informed. Anyone can have an opinion. The people with power to get things done and see their vision realized are the people who know what they're talking about. Information is power in a very real way. And that was a quote from Anita Roddick. And we have her here with us today. And we will bring her on in about two minutes right after the first break. But first, let's do what we always do on the show, Benny. I'm so happy.
1: I know you're happy. I have no explanation of being happy. I just am.
0: We're going to do two things today. I know you're expecting something from me, but. (laughs) We're going to do two things today. Benny's going to read what he always reads, and that is. I don't always read. Correction. We both. Oh, we both read. Yeah. We take turns. Yeah, that's right. But you're like in charge of the cards. Well, you know, just fanning them out and shuffling them. (laughs) Because it's the whole poker thing. It is. I could (laughs) see you doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) woo All right. Pat has chosen. What did we get? Prosperity Law number 16. The greatest of these is love. Oh, yes. Okay. The greatest of on. these is love.
0: Now, and we're going to talk about that today because Anita's book, Troubled Water, is about loving this planet and what we're doing and not doing to uh, in support of love of this planet.
1: Okay. Here's what the back of the card of Prosperity Law number 16 says. Love is the greatest force in the universe. Applying love to everything you do causes the path to unfold smoothly and draws your dreams in the perfect way expand your ability to love and you will create magic and harmony in all your affairs one more time go ahead benny the greatest i feel
0: you benny (laughs) because it's i'm feeling you benny the
1: greatest of these is love love is the greatest force in the universe applying love to everything you do causes the path to unfold smoothly and draws your dreams in the perfect way expand your ability to love and you will create magic and harmony in all your affairs.
0: All right. Now, th- what we do is we read a card uh Monday through Friday and then on Friday we invite you to join us in the first segment of the show and answer a question. What I'm going to do is in addition to that card, I'm going to add something else. I am going to uh, share with you a quote right now, or a number, from this book by David Boyle and Anita Roddick, and the book is called Numbers, and we'll talk more about it when Anita comes on, but for now, I'm going to give you a tidbit, a number of something in this book, something and to this think will about, right? also be part of our Friday show. There we
1: go.
0: Right? Sure. You ready? Bring it on. I love this one. <laughs> You ready? This is a number. Percentage of men under 35, that'd be you. That'd be me. Whose favorite subject for discussion with each other is sex. Sure. Percentage of men under 35 whose favorite subject for discussion with each other is sex.
1: Absolutely. What do you
0: think it is? What's I agree a percentage? With that percentage. What oh, do you think it is? is it? What uh, is it?
1: Well, I'm already including myself, so that's more than just 1%. <laughs>
0: Well all <laughs> men. Remember 1%. we're talking all men. I know. I know. This is not just here.
1: I'm gonna go with it's I bet it's a higher percent. I'm gonna say like seventy two. It's got to be on our mind. We know
0: We're what's men, on Benny's mind. It's men and All right. it's under 35. here's the number.
1: It's men and it's under 35. You can't
0: go, that's a high percentage. Here's the deal. All it's right. 2%. That must mean the men over what? 35 got the rest. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with the need Erotic, more with these books, more with her amazing story. And I'm going to tell you, this is an individual that is changing the world. And this is an invitation for each and every one of us to get informed and change it right along with her. We'll be right back. that we want you to know. A secret so closely guarded that the medical community spends billions of dollars each year to make sure you don't know what it is. Here it is, your health isn't determined by how many prescription drugs you take. It's determined by you. You already possess everything you need to be completely healthy. On Saturday, August 9th, there will be an experience that will put you in the driver's seat. A one-day training that will arm you with the power to be your best every day. Be Your Best is an intense, information-packed, fun-filled, one-day event focused on giving you the tools to dramatically improve your health and your life. Don't miss this amazing experience. $29 will get you in the door, and the information you receive will get you the life you deserve. Call 800 443 B-E-S-T, that's 800-443-B-E-S-T to register for Be Your Best in Seattle on August 9th or visit BestLifetraining.com for more information.
1: Are you starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwick uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877- Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com.
2: mca.com.
1: Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code dr pat that's d-r-p-a-t at checkout go to the drpatshow.com and click on bleep store to start your experience the drpatshow.com
0: hey are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches well here it is take the sugar-free miracle weight loss challenge and earn 100 dollars for every 10 pounds you lose I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details.
1: No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Rachel.
0: we're here today to talk about troubled waters and i I would invite you to do er just about everything you can except lay yourself down because this is a topic that we should be screaming about all over the world and i want to tell you a little bit about uh you know the book and anita roddick and uh, let let me just say this anita is an entrepreneur and an activist and we talked about that earlier but she brings to us this book called troubled water and it is exactly as I read on the back when I read it it was sometimes disturbing sometimes hopeful and always engaging to look at water's crucial role in our lives worldwide and and this book is phenomenal uh, for example let me give you a couple of bullets it says over 1 billion people worldwide have no access to clean water within 15 minutes of their of their homes alright we're sitting here right now so imagine this that you have no water fifteen minutes from your home right now. I want you to imagine that. Imagine what that means. So today we're gonna to explore this book, explore the journey, explore our soul, and have this fabulous conversation with Anita Roddick. Thank you for joining us here today, Anita.
3: Thank you very much. I'm delighted.
0: Well the question I ask everyone uh is the one that I mentioned during the break and it has to do with Well, first of all, I could go on and on for this entire show about all the amazing things that you have done and all that you are. And the question comes up in the work that we do to bring our change, our positive change and information out into the world. The question has come up here on the show is, you know, (laughs) hey, look. You know, haven't you ever had any challenges? Haven't you ever overcome obstacles? What are some of those things that you had to move beyond so that you could bring your gift to the world? And that would be the question I ask you right now.
3: Uh, I think um, it's a very profound question, and you have to go back, you know, it's sort of like to the early years. I was uh, one of the first... Um, Immigrants, economic immigrants, my family uh, from Italy. So we're Italian immigrants. And when you're an immigrant, you dance to a different drumbeat. So you're always outside the system. You're never part of it. So it gives you a sense of, gives you a sense, of, in a way, a sense of courage because you're not fettered down by assumptions. But it also gives you a sense of freedom. And I think, for me, the the dark, the dark things in my life which shape the person, because we are all the sum total of everything. We are death of my father at 10 years old. Profound loss, uh, but there was there was life at the end of that, because you know that week he died, I discovered at ten years old the first book of the Holocaust that was printed in England the photograph, and that really positioned me to, as an activist from ten years old, which is the day my mum or the year my mum can sort of work it out. Challenging the system. My mum hated the Catholic Church. She hated the local priest. She threw buckets of water at him. She she sabotaged the church by putting garlic on the on the hem of all her kids. So she taught me how to be, you know, a Trojan horse, how to challenge. Um, I think war has always been paramount to me i remember deep real deep sort of spiritual depression during the gulf war and this continuing war here in iraq i also think working as i do in the epicenters of despair whether it's in sweatshops in bangladesh making clothes for walmart or other big corporations and seeing that we don't give a damn we have no spiritual outrage about this slavery economy so it's Situations like that that shape who I am, but they, there's also this Italian optimism, maybe it's pathological, that says, hey, I've got the resources, I've got the money, I've got the networking to do something about it. And I think that, that's what gives me, um, for me, a sense of feeling alive.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um you know, being Italian I, I relate to that.
3: I relate to what you just pathologically optimistic. <laughs> yes. I've never met a miserable Italian in my life. I think it's because we eat so many tomatoes.
0: Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. And my uncle would say garlic.
3: Yeah, my mother would say garlic, yes, yes
0: definitely. <laughs> well thank you. Now let's talk about Trouble Water the book. Yes. Uh, what I'd like to ask you is what was your inspiration?
3: Um, the inspiration really is going back to where I travel. I spend a lot of time in areas where there's either too much water or too little water or it's, not, um, it's contaminated. I spend a lot of time in Bangladesh, and that is a place where millions and millions of people make garments for us in the West and that country has a dilemma worse than hiv aids in Africa the entire water system is 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 contaminated with arsenic it has 50 times the safe level of arsenic there so everywhere and I watch what the um, the Bangladeshi women were doing to filter the water to decontaminate it they were taking their saris folding it up to eight times and filtering the water and the cholera so it stopped it was filtered by the actual cloth of their material and I thought, my God, it is the grassroots always coming up with such creative solutions mm. to problems. Mm-hmm. And so there, and then compounded by the role of the big agencies now, whether it's Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, whether it's Bechtel, whether it's, you know, Nestle, and it's this obsession to, to make more and more bottled brand of water, which are no cleaner or healthier than what you get out of a New York tap. Um, so it was, and seeing the privatization, the way that our, a basic human right for our survival i mean we can live without love we can live three days four days five days without food but we can't live without water for three days and this was being commodified made into a product to sell for the highest profit and i thought that was a huge obscenity so i found some of the best world leaders thought leaders on this issue and um got them to write me essays and I'm very good at graphic design and you know distilling information to make it sexy and by that I mean make it more understandable Um, and so that's what I did and it's a resource it's not a hopeless and helpless book it says okay here's the facts this is what you can do these are the agencies you can go to these are the actions you can do so you have a real standard of you know people power.
0: Well, I have to say that you have created an amazing book. Uh, it is it is not simply a book of words and facts, although the facts are, are staggering. I mean, they're so eye-opening. But the photographs in this book, uh, some of them actually brought tears to my eyes. So, you know, when we talk about this book being a way to engage, sometimes disturbing, I, it's also hopeful. And I'd like you to say a little bit about that.
3: Well, I, you know, there is hope. There's a wonderful chapter in there, uh, and, which, and it's always the grassroots organizing groups and the dissenters that give you hope. Um, when you know that the world's war will be over water this century, and last century it was oil, but this century is water, everybody from the Pentagon upwards is saying this or downwards. Um, And then when you see the huge amount of, like, America has two and a half million bottles of bottled water they drink in our, can you imagine the landfills of all this plastic? But when you go across the world and you see what peasants are doing and farmers, and and Sweden, I mean, Sweden has got to be one of the most intelligent countries on this planet. They have a national pee outside day. So once a year, towns pee outside, so they save all the water that would be flushed down the, the toilet system. I think that's bloody imaginative. Then you've got in Chile, where the farmers are making these extraordinary nets and capturing the fog. And the mist in the early mornings that then drips down into glob, you know, little globules of uh, droplets of water, and collected them in reservoirs. When you see how the, you know, these the Bolivian farmers, you know, threw out Bechtel, a huge water company, and challenged their government because Bechtel said, "You take the water from rain from the God who gives you rain, and then it gets onto your roof and it goes down into your pipes and into your water barrel." Well, you're stealing from us because we own the water from heaven, and these wonderful thousands of farmers just stood up and said enough is enough and so i think there's a real great um, excitement about fighting back and and winning and um, so i i'm you know i'm really really excited by you know what you don't see in big corporate america or england and you don't see when law, law, lawmakers but you do see in and a, a group of people like family farmers that are being so ignored, how they're corralling this, you know, this stuff, fighting back and claiming what is rightfully theirs, as we all should. Because there's more chance of the water that, they're, that, they're, that they get from their own taps being owned by a, you know, a multinational corporation based in America or England than, than we have here in this country. And they pay 50 times more. So, and I also think that people, when they realize that bottled water is no cleaner than the tap water, in fact, probably less because there's no regulations.
0: That's an aha. Uh-huh.
3: And isn't, it, isn't yeah. it? And a thousand times more. A thousand times more. We had a, a situation in England which we've got huge publicity where uh, a, a new bottle of water called Dasani came into England, you know, being touted as being an incredibly fresh and simple. It was coming out of a water pipe uh, tap in a rundown area of South London. Mm-hmm. Nobody buys Dasani in England because, And but that's not new. That's everywhere you're seeing this stuff. So, you know, my, my plea is why let these guys profiteer from you? You know, get your own little filter system. You know, the water in New York, you know, or Seattle or anywhere is often clean. And if it is owned by, uh, not by the municipal water, make sure that's clean. Make sure that the water is, you know, as we should. And make sure if the corporations own it. You know, that they, you take them to task. You know the information that you're getting. And make sure that they... Don't charge the poor. They always charge the poor more than the wealthy. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, you th- this is such an important point because in addition to buying the bottled water, and that's the picture that I think I just, uh, you know, in the book that, you know, I, I got to that page in the book and, um, you know, my, the tears just ran down my eyes. And it was a very graphic picture of a young uh, individual standing on a mound of pla- what I oh, had yes. perceived to be plastic bottles. Yes you know everywhere I mean, you go
3: every in every city but i mean there are these huge waste toxic dumps where kids live like little mad max kids out of a movie living in cardboard um, uh, tents just finding stuff that they can resell it's uh and we just, we've got such a throwaway society here. And we're told this is how we should be. You know, we're consumers. We can consume as much as we want. Everything has got to be easy. There's a hurry sickness about wanting everything now. So, there's not. it doesn't give much time for reflection.
0: No, and what's interesting is there's a quote in here, and I'm going to read it because it really just summed it up for me. I actually had to read it a couple times, and then the light bulb went on. And it went like this. It's from a uh, Perrier, I guess, Perrier uh, executive. Yeah. It goes, it struck me that... It's this is now a quote. It struck me that all you had to do is take the water out of the ground and then sell it for more than the price of wine, milk or for that matter, oil,
3: which is true. Isn't, but it's a brilliant strategy, and it's worked. And you've got Nestle with over 70, you know, brands of water, global brands of water, and it's and, and we're all so stupid. I think, you know, I was saying, because I come from the cosmetic industry with a body shop, mm-hmm. I used to say, you know, why don't we make anti-aging creams? We're not going to do that. But, you know, it's my way of saying, it's God's way of saying who's stupid enough to buy any anti-aging creams that now is more expensive than gold, to think they get rid of 50 years of environmental mental destruction 30 years of arguing with a husband so people just don't know how to deconstruct these repeated messages
0: yes we would get rid of that within a month by the way
3: yeah, but you know, but Kennedy said, you know, John F. Kennedy said something really profound. He said, you know, the enemy of truth isn't the lie. Big and bold it's this repeated myth. This, this repeated, you know, perception of things. So you repeat things. You repeat. That's why advertising plays such a hold. You know, you get health. It's healthy. It's healthy. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. This bottled water. But there's no law that says that it's got to be. There's no law. There's no uh, 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 health law. You know that says these have got to get off these shelves that are in you know bottled water on shelves in supermarkets for up to months. The contaminant coming through the air through that the electric light, from sunlight, uh, the contaminants coming from the plastic seeping into the water. um, it's no law. I mean I have to have a I have a stronger code of health on my body shop product Mm -hmm. than they ever do with water. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mhm. I know and uh, and uh, you know and you know what I just want to mention something about that because uh, the body shop products are amazing and uh, and your approach to producing them is so honorable. I wanted to thank you personally.
3: Well, it, it's it's you know it's like how do you bring values into something a product line that is not a matter of life and death? And we found that if we can sit down with family farmers um, and or cooperative farmers and mostly women farmers too and say, what if, what can you grow or harvest for us that we can put into our product? This is like the oldest way of trading. It's the storytelling behind the trading. They get an honourable livelihood. They get a price they want and we get something relevant. We know that thousands of cooperatives and hundreds of, you know, thousands of families, hundreds of cooperatives around the world, we're benefiting from their knowledge. They're benefiting from us being a customer. It's a, it's a win-win situation. You know, not looking for the cheapest commodity of a mm-hmm. commodity. Commodities market mm-hmm. and it humanizes trade mm-hmm. because at the moment business is financial science it's not about trading you know you know exchange and place where people come and buy and sell
0: well you know the book, the way that it's written, and some of the information, and we're going to be giving out a, a few copies of this today. I want uh, everyone to know we're going to be opening up the phone lines after we come back from break, and we'll, uh, answer you, if you have questions about this. Uh, you know, please call in and ask because I know for me, I moved from the East Coast to Seattle, and one of the things I noticed in moving Anita was that I come basically from a place where you rarely saw people carrying around a bottle of water. Rarely. Now, yeah. I'm not sure that, I don't know what we were drinking back there, but we weren't carrying it around. And I was introduced to, you know, bottled water, both here and in California, when I, where I went to school. It was absolutely, do not drink the tap water. Yeah. And to find out some of this information that has e- either not been told to us or we're just not paying attention.
3: We don't pay attention because it's so accessible, you know mm-hmm. it's like every because it's a, it's a transpiration every the water you're drinking is the same water from in the you know antediluvian ages it just keeps on recycling, not recycling we re- it trans this cycle of transpiration that converts it from liquid into vapor from cloud back into the rain and it never stops but the dilemma is something it's it's 70 percent of the planet is covered by water but 90 percent of that is undrinkable two percent is locked away in you know ice cap and the rest only one percent is left for human use. but half of that is polluted mm. half of that so that it's this uh, this real dilemma we just don't take it we take it for granted because we can just turn it on any time and I think, I mean, I think in the future, and I give a sort of a, a sort of comedic scenario that the world of water will be. Well, I think this is happening now. i do not think I know. Guarded by armies, mm-hmm. you know, water is going to be more expensive than platinum. Um, you know, it's 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 a. a big dilemma and we just waste and wh- one of the big obscenities that I see I mean my own personal life is you know I banned big towels in my house now. I mean a human being doesn't have to have this gigantic wall of a terry toweling to to dry themselves I want to go the Japanese route where you just buy smaller much smaller towels so you don't have to waste all that water in the washing machine mm-hmm. and in America when you go and this doesn't really happen in Europe the minute you sit down in a restaurant you have this big vacuous glass of filled with water whether you want it or not mm-hmm. and just saying no to that i think is uh, that should be a populist you know you know under the radar screen movement to say no to water in, the, in restaurants and why people drink water while they're eating baffles me because it's not healthy
0: Well, we don't know that either. See, this is about being informed.
3: Yeah. And I think this is, you know, and I think this is what the web is doing. And people are now finding new ways of people taking these big issues and, you know, deconstructing them, finding out the truth. And and learning, you know, because water is a commodity and there's going to be a huge support from the big, you know, multinationals and the media that is all part of it um, to support it. But it's it's that real, you know, dissenting voice. You know, Voltaire said it's really dangerous to be right when government is wrong. And it's dangerous to be a lone voice of dissent when, you know, you can see... So much of this is happening. To you know, I see this as I travel five months a year, mostly in, as I said, epicentres of despair. And I see we are with this whole country, this whole island communities, just there now, making products for a slavery economy, making products so that we can have a, a choice of a pair of jeans of ten dollars or something like mm-hmm. that. And so p- we're pitting worker against. There's now boats. This is interesting. Boats that I'm hearing in the Mediterranean where they. P- Putting people in the garment industry, so they're off the radar screen in terms of pay, in terms of facilities, and just making that because we're a consumer, not you know we're a consumer man. We've got to have fifteen t-shirts, ten you know pairs of shoes because we have no value unless we consume.
0: You mean that? So what you're saying is we've actually created a way to have people enslaved into yep. producing with uh, even more uh, horrific conditions oh, yes. which are totally not monitored
3: in no. international waters. No, not monitored. I had one woman in this... That's frightening. In, uh, and listen to this, the free zones, they call free. Well, except that there's slaves working them. This was in Nicaragua. And I was in the so-called free zone, and a woman came up to me um, while I was in the the factory, and I was being really welcome because they saw me as the head of the body shop and they thought I'd be wanting to order, you know, shed loads of a particular product. Mm. What I was doing was filming. And this woman came up to me afterwards, and I walked back to her house with her shack, and she said, just tell them wherever you go. you go, wherever you stand, wherever you speak, just tell them all we want to do is to move from slavery to poverty. Mm. And, you know, you can't not take notice of this universal cry of it's not the right thing to do because all you're doing is feeding the pockets of the already rich corporate owners. And there's, you know, and I don't get when men and women who are running these companies who are good Christians or good Jews or good Muslims... Whatever, whatever religion they are, have a common bond of taking care of the weak and the frail. How they can abuse that just for the name of profit? I just don't get it.
0: Well, you know, I think that there's a, a, a quote that you it's in the it's in the book, and I think it's from uh, Victor Hugo. It's uh, the sewer is the conscience of the city. Yeah. And, you know, you have to wonder about that. We're talking about people that are, are are running countries. We're talking about people in business. And we're looking at what the end product is. Do you think that we have just turning away? I mean, is it too hard for us to really look at? I
3: don't think so. I don't think so. I just don't think we have the information, number one. And I don't think we have the the information that we can, it should be in every level. It should be in the national curricula. Kids should be discussing this at school and understanding it. There's no no common belief in frugality or elegant, you know, frugality or anything like that. It's just, I want more and more and more. Um, I think there's, I don't think there's enough real discussion in business schools about human rights and international trade and the role of uh, businesses in inflicting or causing uh, tension. I mean, and I don't think we have a real understanding of how this, the, the world works. You know, governments don't measure their greatness by how they look after the weak and the frail anymore. It's economic. I mean, and I I've got a wonderful and I met him as uh, he's a contributor to the book. this is Robert F. Kennedy jr. Yes. what a sterling person. He said, we're witnessing something unprecedented. Water no longer flows downhill, it flows towards money, and I think this is a basic human right, water to said you don't drink it you can't drink it you're dead and it should not be commodified it should not be a you know under the guise of just profit and it's you know it just shouldn't be it's like air it's like oxygen it shouldn't be commodified
0: i totally agree and you know i hadn't really thought about it like that until i picked up this book and uh wh- you know what i would like to do is invite the listeners to call in we're going to take a short break we've got uh, uh two copies of this book to give away and then we're going to also talk about the book numbers and we have a copy of that to give away uh we're speaking with the Roddick right now we're talking about this book troubled water saints sinners Truths and lies about the global water crisis i want you to know about this book because it is about being informed and also uh you know what it means to share this information and uh, for those of you that you would like to buy a copy of this book i'd like you to know that all the proceeds from the book are going towards supporting grassroots grassroots groups non-governmental organizations and individuals who are indeed the saints on the issue of water. So let's take a short break and uh, come back after the break, talk more with the Neaterotic and get informed. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
1: When times are tough, Folks get running, not Dr. Pat. Instead, she creates an unprecedented way to give back to her listeners. Introducing Dr. Pat's holistic makeover. Several Dr. Pat's listeners will embark on a journey to change their lives for good from the inside out. Are you that person? Go to drpat'smakeover.com for details. That's drpatsmakeover.com. The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to Thrive by. Tune in your radio to hear Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant, as she uses her amazing psychic gifts. To help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. Carrie will read your unique energy field, connecting you with the treasures of your soul, your passions, and your true life purpose. Don't miss Carrie's weekly astounding and energetic predictions. Fasten your seatbelt as you take a wild ride with Carrie O'Connor. Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Listen live at DrPatShow.com. Open your ears. Open your heart. Open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Cross Your Way to an Awesome Life, and what a show we have today. Uh, we are so honored to have Anita Roddick with us, the founder of the Body Shop. But she is an extraordinary individual, speaker, a social activist, a visionary. She has a communications company that brings to you and to me amazing books, publications, so that we can get informed. And that's what we're doing today. We have the book, you know, in front of us here, Troubled Water. We have opened up the phone lines. Benny, Anita, I think we have a couple of calls. Okay, Okay.
1: we do actually. Let's go to line one. We have Bonita. Oops.
0: Is this for me? I I didn't call in for a question. Um, Uh, I called in about the book. All right. Well, guess what? You're live on the air. What do you think (laughs) about? What do you think about what we're talking about? Well, I kind of tuned in a little bit late, but I know it's an awesome subject. You know, and very important, and I'm very into water, so I want to read all about the do's and don'ts. Okay. Well, what will happen is we're going to get you a copy of this book, and what I, what happened when I read this book? It was about the use of water and some of the things that I did and did not know, and so if you would stay on the line, we'll get some information from you, and uh, Martha will get that information. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Did you have any idea at all that there was a water crisis? I didn't. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know it either until I picked this book up. And I would hope that once you get this book that you will pass this information on.
3: I will, and I have a business, too, and I'm going to, you know, have
0: it in my shop. You're going to have the book in your shop? Yes. What's your business? I do hair. I'm a hairstylist. Okay, so you're going to put this book in your shop. Right. Excellent. We will make sure that we get a copy of this book for your shop. Thank you. So if you stay on the line, we'll be right back, get some information, and we'll make sure we get this to you. Okay. Thank you, Pat. Okay. Hold on. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's alright. We just took a, a little time out, I guess. Do you want to feed the question to her real fast so then, uh, Bonita can hear? Well, w- what, what the caller just talked about was, uh, you know, uh, that this book is great to be educated and informed. And what she said was that she is, uh, uh, listened to the conversation, tuned in, and is going to take a copy of this book and put it in her shop. Oh, great so enough. that the Thank people, you very much. absolutely. And we'll make sure that we she she gets a copy of this book and uh, does that. But isn't that fabulous? And it I think it's like great. me, I have to tell you, Anita, same,
3: same reaction. It's like yeah. I had no idea. That's what education is about. And then, but, you know, Gandhi said it you t- all knowledge should be converted to action.
0: I am so there. That's what cross busting is about. It's about t- getting rid of the stuff that doesn't serve you any longer yeah. and taking action towards the life and the change that yeah. you want. Yeah. So, th- this, do we have another call? Yes, we do. Let's right. go to Gina. There we go. Gene, are you there? Yes. Hi, Gene. Do you have a question for Anita? Yes, I did. I
3: wanted to ask, what is a good water purifier for home? A good- What's a good water purifier for mm-hmm. homes? Or which one? Do you I don't use? know which ones there are in England. I know they've got there's got some small ones that you can buy in in uh, the supermarkets, a carbon-based one. But I don't know the brand names. But I can tell you, you know, all you have to do is pose that question on the internet somewhere, and somebody will tell you.
0: And oh. right, actually, let's pose the question right now on the air to our listeners because I know <laughs> they have them. So if you heard this question, uh, what is a good water purifier to have? Uh, would you please call in? And-
3: but you know, one of the most interesting. Things, it's that people think they're objecting to chemicals in the water. Mostly they're objecting to taste. You know, when they take it, if if I would say, I have never drunk water, I've got a water filter system in my house, Uh but I drink out of the tap because, you know, it's got to be monitored. Um, In England, it is anyway. Uh So it um, it's, it's be very interesting to find, if, if he lives in Seattle and, you know, you ask municipal, you know, water works, you know, how do they clean the water? I mean, that's what, that's what power is, asking questions to the authorities.
0: That'll be a very good question. I'll be talking to a local congressman here real soon. And so, boy, that would be a very good question to ask. And we should find that out. We should actually yeah. know that. Uh, so, anyway, thank you so much for calling. If you stay on the line... Uh, We'll get some information. Good. Okay.
2: I wanted to also ask, should one drink eight glasses of water like people,
3: like all the doctors are saying or all the books you read? You you should should drink glasses of water. Well,
0: you know, the buzz these days is, you know, make sure you get eight glasses of water a day.
3: Is that well, a truism? I don't think there's ever been any... There is definitely, definitely uh, the drinking of water is good for you, definitely for the flushing. That is definite. Now, now, the thing is, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. How many... Is it eight liters a day, eight glasses a day? I, I honestly go God, think that you drink water before and after a meal. You drink it before you go to bed. You drink it when you get up in the morning. But, you know, I think, you know it's when you don't drink water that's a dilemma eight glasses of water seems to me a great amount of and you know a good amount to have mm-hmm. you know, if you, I can't drink a lot of water because I physically d- doesn't happen but eight when they say eight liters I couldn't drink eight liters to save my life <laughs> <laughs> but eight, eight glasses seems to me fine
0: yes and I love what you said because this is another one of these things that we don't talk about either is you know uh, the fact that we're not drinking water during meals is not uh, uh, the best thing for
3: us. but it's you know i always think you know you you have a look what the italians do you know the italians know. have the best the best food in the world in terms of you know how you d- divide up your, your food and you know they don't mix things together you know just you know it's not it's not obsessive it's just often going back to the past and finding out what your grandparents did or your parents did or when you haven't got the fast food thinking about you've got to have the worst of these fruit toys corn syrup drinks that you get Oh. everything has got to be sugared, everything. That's right. And I just think, dump that stuff, dump that stuff. You know, God, you save so much money, uh, and you're much healthier.
0: Thank you so much for calling in. Thank we have you. your information. Uh, let's take one more. You know, let us let's, let's uh, let me just leave with this quote from this book, and then we should let you know how you can get a copy of it. This is the thing, the page that I turned to. I had a sense of it, but I didn't really have an exact uh a, a visualization of it, uh, but it says Americans empty two point five million plastic water bottles an hour, two point five million plastic water bottles an hour. each one takes five hundred years to decompose, if not recycle yeah. Uh, that is, can you, anybody out there, can you imagine what 2.5 million bottles looks like? Yeah. And then multiply that times the day, and then multiply that times the year. So it, it gives us a little information, uh, information, things to think about. And so, uh, you know,
3: please go to, uh, Anita, they can get this from your website, right? Yeah, my website, com. And we've got the books up there, and there's a, you know, you can buy them from the website, you can get them from I, most independent bookstores and bookstores, I would think, but get on the website, it's much cheaper. I love the website, yes, go to the website, and also, that's a website... And also, you know what I've done, which you might be interested, uh-huh. I've got a new website called uh, org, and we've... We found some of the oh we could bring in about 20 stories from around the world: human rights, environment, you know, self-esteem stories. But and there, but we then have actions attached to them. So if you don't want to be an activist, and you haven't got time. The kids are too, you know, you're too busy with life and just surviving. You can get on the web, get to takeitpersonally.org, and you can find any story. Uh, well, the stories I have on that on that site, and they have everyone has actions to it. Everyone, so you can just. You know, press a button and get the action that you can do on, on the site, too. And it's, you know, from, you know, just the issue on the sweatshops in Bangladesh and yeah. Saipan to trying to save too many been in solitary confinement in prison for 35 years and in, in Louisiana. It's lots. There's, there's enough. There's, and it's easy. Yes. Like Meals on Wheels.
0: And I, I would invite you to do that. And for those of you that are listening, and I know that there are some of you that are, uh, in, you know, in career transitions right now, uh, if you're looking for some way to contribute to the planet or to uh, the, the better life of each and every person here, then uh, you can, uh, you know, take a look at the site and take some action. I'm going to spell this so that you know how to get to a hold of the book and find out more. It's Anita Rod. A-N-I-T-A-R-O-D-D-I-C-K dot com. That's Anita dot com. And we'll be talking more about this throughout the week. I'll be talking about the book and I'll be mentioning it and letting you know how you can get a copy of it. So, uh, you know, stay tuned and uh, we'll hear more about it. Of course, I also mentioned at the top of the show that we will be taking n- uh, a number from the numbers book. Tell us about that book Anita.
3: Oh, it's it's you know, you have you so many st- stats at the moment. Everything is about stats. and it's. But in England, it's increasingly difficult to persuade children to study maths. And yet, when they get outside the classroom, there's numbers everywhere. Everywhere. PIN numbers, passport numbers, license numbers. We have statistics every day for breakfast with our newspapers. So, no doubt, under our government's benign neglect of civil liberties, we all, this is in England, we'll also be given ID numbers, which, we're, which we are liable to arrest. So... Retailers, and I'm a retailer, collect numbers in strange combinations, like number of young mothers who buy salmon on Tuesday in the rain. I mean, it's a bit (laughs) absurd. Government collects them too, anything from the mathematical abilities of eight-year-olds to the state of, you know, people's teeth in the Navy. I don't know. So it's, you know, when you wonder a little more about why children find dealing with numbers so difficult, you realize we all do. We become the tools that control us. And they are the playthings of technocrats, those dull, dutiful tools of, of these guys. And so we governments measure the world as if, it's, as if they like to say they measure the numbers of, you know, they measure the numbers of people killed in Iraq, soldiers killed in Iraq, but they don't bother counting the tens of the thousands of Iraqi civilians who've been killed. And they, and they can be really infuriating when you listen to the squeezers of statistics. And when you know what, but since and you get so bored but sometimes they're so utterly magical um and that's what that's and they make monsters out of us but sometimes i'm seeing they're really fun i think even statistics can be amusing did you know for example that 39 people end up in casualty each year with accidents from tea cozies you know so and then 58 percent of all Britons believe in aliens and that there are 158 verses in the greek national anthem you know it's not important but it's fun and so we've been looking at the numbers, giving about, finding out what moral statistics are. So there's also narrative around the numbers. So, you know, the philosopher Pythagoras believed that they were the source of music. Um, so he, he, the story goes, he was listening to this this blacksmith hammer, hammer, hammering away and heard the musical notes on the anvil. And those were generated by the length of a hammer. So, you know, it, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was always fascinating. So um, I decided to use again really good illustrations and come up with a really cool little book, really, really cheap, and just, you know. Blind you with incredible facts and have fun with them, or statistics, and even doubt whether they're true. You know, you look at some of these facts, but our eyes stats, and I thought they were fascinating. And I can tell you, I'm the best person to invite at a dinner party now, because <laughs> I'm much more interesting.
0: And you know what? I'm going to be right there with you. I I went through this book, and I I just I was love it. Some of these are just funny. I left a message on my uncle's phone. This is my uh, 86-year-old Italian uncle. Right. I said, I want to tell you, Uncle, here's the deal. Do you know how many miles of spaghetti are eaten by Italians every year?
3: See? Do you know how many dimples are on a golf ball? You know? How many? No. Oh, 336. Come (gasps) on, everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, 82 miles of spaghetti eaten by the average Italian.
3: So... I think the time you would have to yell to produce enough sound energy to heat a cup of coffee, eight years, seven months and six days. Right, so it's... we really, um, We really have some fun with
0: it. This is a fun book, and I don't know if you were here at the beginning of the show to hear that. At the top of the show, we pull a prosperity card from uh, Heidi Bayer. She's created these cards, actually created them 10 years ago. And um, we do those and do that affirmation. And so today I started to also talk about uh, a a statistic from the book. So on Friday, what will happen is, you know, we give something away. We open up the phone lines, ask a question, and we give something away. How fun is that? Oh, that's great. Well, now we have one more call that we can take. Uh, do Can we take a last call? We
1: certainly do. We have Kristen.
0: Hi, Kristen. Hello. Hi. Do you have a question
3: for Anita? Um, I had somewhat of a comment, actually. And what I wanted to say is just how inspired I am by the information she's given and the things that I had no clue about. And um, what I realized is that I manage an apartment building, and there's a just with the information that she's sharing with the numbers in a newsletter and about the water in a newsletter, how many people I could teach about all of this that's going on just by just by a simple newsletter. Oh, thank you very and much. And so I'm completely inspired. Thank you. And thank you. I'm just in, the, in New York at the moment, and I'm just before I go home to England. I've been on this book tour. And every New York hotel, every hotel I've been staying in, I say every morning, don't change my sheets don't change my towel, mm-hmm. I don't need them washed, I don't need them fresh every day, and just if most people said that, I mean, I think there'd be an enormous dent in the amount of water just being used, you know, because, you know, you don't need your damn sheets changed every day, living, you know, you just don't, you just right. get that dirty, so I think those are, and I, you know, thank you anyone for that affirmation.
0: Thank you and you know yeah, thank
3: you Kirson, we
0: would love to follow up with you to find out uh, what the changes are that you are making, and we will share them on the air so that people Great. can be educated and informed about all of this and uh, let us know if there's any help that we can uh, anything that we can do to help you uh, with this, we will definitely do that and also I think for our listeners, we should invite our listeners uh, let's say for the next month at least the next month. To uh, call us in, we'll create something around this. We want to know the tips, the things that you've done to really uh, preserve water,
3: and, and put it uh, on my website too. Let me have it so I can share it because it's doing my great. website's doing well too. So let's 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 see what we can do. Maybe there's a new book. Yes. Yeah.
0: Maybe it is a new book, and you know. Thank you, Kirsten, for calling in today. Thank you uh-huh. so much, thank and you. Uh, and really, thank you for stepping forward to take action. Really, Anita, right?
3: It's a pleasure. You're very, that's, it's very wonderful. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Stay on the line, Kirsten. We'll get some information from you, thank you. Uh, Anita. Thank you. Would you please give out your websites one more time as we close the show here?
3: Well, thank you very much. It's been a, its always a joy to talk to fellow, you know, thought leaders around the world. So, ideas have wings.
0: Yes, they do. And you know, thank you so much for all that you have done and continue to do. And Kirsten said it—you do uplift and inspire each each and every one of us to take action. You know, to create a better planet, uh, raise the consciousness, and uh, let each of us make informed and educated decisions about what's important in this lifetime so thank you so much for joining the show today
3: thanks a lot
0: okay and let us know if there's anything we can help you with your next book perhaps oh yes come back on and thank you very much we'll have fun thank you so much thank you have a great trip safe trip home well thank you everyone for listening today wasn't that awesome benny
1: Wonderful, wonderful lady. Great information she gave out, too. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised about how many water bottles we go through on a daily basis. Well,
0: I couldn't get to that everything in this oh, that's. I con- mean, there's just not... Uh
1: I'm also baffled by only the two percent under thirty-five think about
0: sex. So. Well, yeah. Well, that you know what I'm gonna have to uh, you know maybe I I, I'm gonna call uh, Susan here and you uh, <laughs> make make sure I get a see if yeah. we can get a copy of that book. Absolutely. But I mean, this is a book that if you have not, if you don't have this book, this may be something you want to find out about. And you could go to Anita Roddick. Com. A N I T A R O D D I C K. Com